Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more. There we are. Okay, can you hear me, Samantha? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm sorry about the little snafu here. Welcome to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And we had a little bit of a snafu there with our um, lines. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty crazy today. But I'm so glad you're here today. And I want to say to everyone that's in the chat room um, listening, we're so glad you're here too because... This is a really special show, and um, Samantha is an amazing photographer that just does some just 
mind-boggling imagery, and um, I'm so glad you're here today. And if anyone would like to call in, our number is 347-677-1036. And again, I'm really sorry about how the show started. No, Somehow it's fine. It was, that happened earlier to me, too, so... I dropped you, yeah, and then we couldn't we couldn't get it. But for everyone listening, that really cool song was um, opening uh, was uh, entering the angelic realm by my friend Kurt Bestor, who does a lot of really great soundtrack music for a lot of great movies that are out there. And I thought it really kind of fit with some of your um, work that you've been doing. Um, I mean, I have a fascination with angels and fairies, and um, just really interesting you know, just like really um, fantasy-type photography and stuff like that, and your work definitely reflects that. And I'd like our listeners to know a little bit more about you because I know that you work in a gallery as well. Um, Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your work and how you came to be with all the things that you're doing? Um, Well, I, as far as my work goes, I try to portray a story of some sort. I mean, I want it to be beautiful and whimsical and everything, but I also want it to have, you know, that that deeper meaning that can resonate with people and people can connect and just, you know, it. I feel like art, like what I do, and there are several people that do the same exact stuff, it helps people heal. It does. I mean, there's Definitely. And that's what art's all about is helping, to me, that's what art's about is to help people heal and get over things or even to um, express their joy in certain things. Like I have a few pictures that are mm-hmm. from childhood memories that I absolutely love and it just kind of celebrates that memory a little bit. And Yeah, you know, let's get your website up. Let's get your website up. Um, give our listeners your website so that they, if anyone's listening, they can go to your website. Yeah. Um, well, my actual website right now is it's um, a blog. Being yeah, it's cool. So if you, um, it should be up in a little bit in the future. So it's sleepingawakephoto.com. And then mm-hmm. my regular Facebook page is just um, face, facebook.com slash Samantha Goss photos. Well, your stuff really needs to be. It really, I, I, I see uh, the sleeping awake photography by Samantha Goss on Facebook. Then there's also you have photos. Um, you're also on Tumblr, I believe. Um, yeah, I have a few that um I post there, but I don't go on there often. So. Yeah, and you've got you've got some amazing images though. And and what's your blog? Um what is the blog that you have? What's the name of the blog that you um Oh, have? it's it's on Blogspot, so it's sleepingawakephoto.blogspot.com. Yeah, cuz that's the one that's really really cool. Um and you've got to see this. It's it's just so there's so many interesting pictures here that are just unbelievable um what what and and you said something about healing from photographs which i totally get um i've i've been drawn really i've been drawn to the angel ones and i've been drawn to a couple of the other ones and i'm trying to find the images right now here there are just so many 
that are so different. Um, and I know that you do quite a lot of quite a lot of your. You did one photograph of yourself that I think is really cool. Um, you did a you did a self photography. Yeah. Um, when when I moved to Charleston, it was mm-hmm. a whole new world for me. I mean, it's only three and a half hours away from my original hometown, mm-hmm. but it's still enough to where I don't know anybody here. So when yeah. I first moved here, um, I didn't have models. I didn't really have any photography friends to help me find models. So I started doing self-portraits, um, as, you know, so I could be my own model. I'm always there. I know what I'm looking for. You know, just I'm willing to do crazy things and not have to worry about someone else, like, slipping and falling or cutting their feet or something. So I use myself a lot, and um, I found while I was doing these self-portraits, I was pouring a lot of my heart into these images. And mm-hmm. by doing that, it has helped me heal through so many so many things, so many things that um, I was trying to push out of my life or forget about, yep. and instead mm-hmm. I highlighted them and made them very real to me, and it's helped me move on in in probably a better way than other ways could help me move on, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, totally, I get it, because it really helps you heal, as you said, and um, some of the photographs that are on your... I think the blog spot is really cool because you write a little story along with it, like the one that you wrote on Sunday with the photograph Mm -hmm. of the person where they look like they're a canvas and they're starting to peel away. And then the one, Why I Do Self-Portraits, I love that one. That's you, obviously. You have red hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. it's kind of faded, but my mom has natural red hair, and <laughs> I love red hair so much. So. It's awesome. I'm <laughs> gonna put. I'm gonna actually put this blog in on Facebook right now, really quick, and also okay. into the chat room. And for anyone listening that would like to call in and speak with Samantha or myself, <laughs> you could do so by calling. Um, our three four seven six seven seven one zero three six. I just posted the blogspot page in the chat room and we do have a few listeners listening so it's really kind of cool that they can go and they can see it but you know um I like how you put a story with the photographs now do you do photo do you do this every day um I, I mean obviously um, it's a lifestyle for you um, yeah well I have a regular job that I do like product photography at Mm-hmm. But I also try to shoot some kind of concept or sketch some kind of concept that I have down every day. So I basically practice every day to make sure um, – because sometimes I go out and shoot, have it all in my head and everything, and then it just doesn't work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I get out there and the lighting's not right or it starts to rain or – it gets too dark too fast or I end up just, it just sometimes just does not work. And that's kind of the beauty of it because you go out and even though it doesn't work, you learn from it. So there's yeah, so many things I've learned through failures of my photos too. 
No, I get that. I I totally I totally get that. I think that a lot of times people, you know, especially with the work that you're doing. I mean, that's kind of cool that you're able to do that. Um I'm I'm really interested in knowing how did you get started in photography? Was it was it something that you were always interested in in school or was it something that you um started experiencing things in your lives and then you got into the photography or or how did that work out for you? Yeah, um well, I've always been really heavy into art. Um mm-hmm. I started out drawing when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I taught myself to draw, and I didn't really get the opportunity and chances to take, like, really advanced drawing classes or anything like that. So I'm self-taught in that department. And um, when I was about 13, uh, I don't know, I saw all of this stuff, and I was like, how do people do this? And then I found out, you know, Photoshop and everything. Okay. Well, my dad ended up getting me Photoshop 7, which <laughs> oh, well. people know that that existed. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a pretty amazing, <laughs> that's a pretty amazing thing. And you know, with digital photography too now today, it's it's um so interesting how people can really tweak because there's so many different programs now available on our iPhones and on um you know, a lot of different things. So it's like it's like for us as people that aren't artists, it's just so different, you know, being able to tweak our photographs to make them into something that we want them to be. But for you it's an art. Um what makes yeah. you is it is it basically the day and the, how the day goes, how you decide that it's going what what you're going to do with the with what source you're going to do and and what your feelings are for it, or do you go out with a feeling and know what you're looking for, and then something may come along the way that you decide to change? Because, I mean, if you can see, I mean, I love the photograph moving forward that you have on here. Yeah. Uh, Dear Diary is really cool. And your nude series, which is really interesting. Uh, I know that you've um, been getting into doing artistic nudes and stuff, Um Mm-hmm. How is that? How is that for you? I mean, um, being able to do that, I mean, it's very interesting, the format and all the different things that you're doing. Yeah. Um, to As far as the mood of things, I usually mm-hmm. have everything that I want already in my head that I want. Um, there's been a few times where I have changed stuff Um based on locations that I could get or maybe models, because sometimes I'm, I want um, a lighter hair model or maybe a darker haired model, depending, and sometimes I can't access those models, so I'll just end up using other things and substituting different, maybe if it's on a backdrop and I wanted a black backdrop and a light haired model, maybe I'll substitute it out, and it's just, Sometimes things just don't go the way you want it to. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you kind of have to think on your feet <laughs> a little bit. Just kind of think on your feet and make sure you're still sticking to your vision. Even though there's certain things that are tweaked, the story's still there. Sure. And um, 
maybe uh, or unless it's like based around a specific color, like maybe red or something, um, mm-hmm. then I could understand being like, nope, not going to do this until I can get everything perfect. But there's there's a lot of stuff that I do that I can I can um, give a little. So a lot of no, they're all really cool. Awesome. They're they're just yeah. <laughs> also different and. You know, I can only imagine now if somebody wanted to have some um, photographs with you or um, have you do some work with them, how would they get in touch with you? What's the best way, Samantha, to reach you? Um, well, my like everybody's Facebook, it's linked to their phone. So mm-hmm. you can always message me on my Facebook or my email is um, linked to my phone as well. Email me at sgoss. G-O-S-S photo at hotmail.com. So, I mean, you can always email me on there. That's fine. I'll I'll get it. I check it daily. Um, you know, that's to. awesome. <laughs> you know, no, no, I can imagine. And now, have you done anything like art cards or any, have your images been used in any galleries or anything like that yet? Um, yeah, I actually have been in a couple of um, group showings and galleries this year. I was in mm-hmm. one in Houston at the beginning of the year, and then I was in um, Star Gallery, which is in Orlando, Florida, in uh-huh. July. So, yeah, I've been in a couple this year, um, but this has actually been the first year that I've actually pushed my work as far as, you know, just keep going with it. Because there's been, what? Well, okay, back to we were talking about um, how did I get into photography. Yeah, Well, yeah. of course, it started with Photoshop. I was like, oh, cool, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. um, after experimenting, I was, it really helped me to express, like, the things that I saw and how I felt about certain situations and, that's what I started doing with my photography. And um, mm-hmm. in the middle of it all, I kind of started doing, like, family portraits and weddings and stuff. And um, I did that because I was like, oh, I need money, and this is what everybody else is doing, and this is what I need to do in order to have a successful photography career. And I was just not happy with it. I did not like any of it at all. And I mean, I'll still do those every now and then, mm-hmm. but it was hard for me to keep in it. Like, I, I dreaded doing it every time, and that sounds, that kind of sounds bad, but I really did not like it. And last year, um, I decided to put a quits to the normal photography. And, you know, while I can make that creative and stuff, like I could do a cool creative wedding um session or something is still not where my heart is so I went 100% into actually portraying my my real thoughts and my feelings and the dreams I have and just mixing them all together and you know creating little stories and images and stuff sure no and you know they all do tell a story I want to ask you um yeah you know, and and you, what's really cool on your blog spot is you tell a story about the image that you feel that day. Obviously, because mm-hmm. you're a very feely person like myself. Um, <laughs> I'm really into images, and um, 
you know, I found your images through my mom, my second mom who's listening, and she and I are both into angels and fairies and and fantasy art, and Mm -hmm. she had posted a few of your images, and I was like, these images are so cool. Like you said, they, they heal a person or they resonate something in someone. So I quickly looked you up, and then that's when I got in touch with you, and I said, wow, this art is just amazing <laughs> and it's it, it's not just photography it's it's art photography and 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 it's best and so i wanted to contact you to have you on the show and i was really excited and so far i mean you know your images are just beautiful and i'm particularly drawn to the one image of the angel on the beach with the wings can you tell me a little bit about that image yeah um that's actually, it's kind of a hopeful image in a way, but yeah, it it definitely pulls a lot from me. The image was, um, so we all have friendships that just don't work out. Like no matter how hard, absolutely, you try, I know what you're talking work about. Out and yeah. whether it's you that's not helping or the other person that's not helping, just. Sometimes it doesn't work out, and that's kind of what that image is about. I was letting certain friendships really get a hold of me, and it was it was damaging my life. And when I say my life, I really do mean that because, I mean, I got really, not depressed, but I got uninterested in a lot of things like my photography. I was like, well, mm-hmm. I don't have any ideas. I'm not happy. This person, whatever. And, I mean, it kind of, like, creeped into some other friendships and everything. And it's just, like, it it just wouldn't work out. So the image was, it's called Taking Flight. And what mm-hmm. it's for is, you know, I can see my whole future ahead of me. Like, I just need to let go of these these people, the negativity and toxic relationships are the worst aren't they they are so bad and and that's what the whole image is about is it -hmm. may not even be about a friendship for someone else like i actually had a um a supporter contact me and told me a story um and she said that after everything said and done, she wanted that image in her daughter's room because that signifies so much for them to just letting go of the past and, you know. This, the angel image? To, the yeah. angel image? I have it on my yeah. computer as a wallpaper, believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. It. It's it is. It, it is one that I took a while yep. to plan. And you know how we were talking about sometimes things don't work out like they're mm-hmm. supposed to? I originally mm-hmm. wanted different wings, but I couldn't find birds with that kind of wing. So I found this one that I don't know what kind of bird it was, but it was just chilling outside all day with its wings spread as far as it could go. And it just sat uh-huh. there and didn't do anything. And I just mm-hmm. took pictures of it for a couple of hours and, well, it's probably a few minutes, not a couple of hours. But, <laughs> it. I mean, I just sat there and watched it and it just stood there with its wings open and I was like, you know, its wings are open, why can't mine I'm gonna use his to signify, you know, and 
that's what the whole image is about for me at least is just letting go of your past and um I mentioned in my blog that or maybe it was on my Facebook but the reason why my feet are still on the ground and I'm not actually in the air is because you know it's hard to get past those kind of relationships it's hard to get over your past so it's it's still like a moment of hesitation, but the fact that my wings are open is signifies that I'm ready. Like I'm ready. I just got to let go of a few little things. And for that, it's just, I got to jump and go. <laughs> no, totally. And you know, you're absolutely right. I can very much relate to what you're saying as far as relationships and as far as this image. Um, so you are going through, you're a very feeling person. Obviously, you have a lot of spirituality involved in your life, too, that leads you. I can can feel that. Um, When did you start taking photos? I mean, how old were you that you really wanted Um, to start doing this? Like, not doing what you're doing now, but imagery. I was about 13. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't do, like, professional photos or anything but I started mm-hmm. out using um a webcam my dad had one uh, so I could keep in contact with a long distance friend when he moved and just from that I would just take pictures and eventually my parents got a a little small point and shoot that you could carry in your purse and everything and I would like take that and take pictures of just everything not even people it was just anything and um over the next few years, I think I was about 16, we had a family friend that he he knew that I had something to say, and he figured that, you know, since I love doing photos so much, even though they weren't, like, great quality, he gave me, um, he bought me my first DSLR, which was Aww. a Sony Alpha 300. And I kept that yeah. forever. I mean... I learned so much from it, and I didn't even upgrade until, like, until I was, like, 20, 21? I was 21, <laughs> so a couple years ago. Wow. So you're you're a young artist um, with your art, and, you know, what's funny is you and I should talk afterwards because I have a couple friends that have these um, Instagram contests and also um, some yeah. work. Um, that might be good that I know that you would totally, your pictures would do really well. And um, I work with quite a few artists and art galleries and stuff like that. And your photography, it just does really speak to you. And have you ever thought about doing a book with your art? It's so funny you mentioned that. Um, I mentioned this a couple of months ago that I wanted to write a book. And it was more... Not It was about my art, but it wasn't going to be just about like, hey, look at my pictures that I did. It's going to tell you about how you can use, um, for instance, how you can use like um, adventure to come up with an image. Because sometimes um, I have a few images that I didn't go into having a story, but I took a picture because I, I was like, oh, that looks cool, and I really like that, and I like this dress, so I want to photograph it with the dress, and um, then I created a whole story out of that. So that's kind of what um, the book I'm working on is 
going to talk about is how to get ideas, even if it's from nowhere. And it's also going to go over how I go through my process and edit my images and stuff like that, too. So it's really funny that you mentioned that. (laughs) I hope you do do a book. Yeah, I mean, I really want to see you do a book with your stuff. And you know what would be really cool? Would be if you did a book and then you told almost like what you have on your blog spot is with each image you tell a little story about it. Yeah, that's what that's exactly what's going to be in it. So the people reading can understand a hundred percent where I was coming from mentally, um mm-hmm. with making the image. And um so it's definitely gonna have the whole entire story backstory to each image on there so you know exactly what I was you know wanting to portray Mhm. now you mentioned that some woman wanted to put the image in her daughter's room are you going to go out and actually um, paint the Im- do you do painting or are you going to how do how do they put photographs on walls how would how do they do that oh, oh not like um, painting on the wall um, more I was going to print it and send it to her and have oh how cool yeah. Oh well. Wow. So it, yeah, it's going <laughs> it's going to be a framed print um for her wall and everything. Uh she contacted me a while ago about that and mm-hmm. so still need to get can, on the roll. Can with people do that with some of your prints that you have? Can they order them from you because I know I definitely would love that image too because that image really means something to me. Yeah. It represents the ocean and um it's just, I don't know, there's something about that one image, as you noticed. That's the one, guys, if you are on the player, if you look at the player where the show is streaming, the angel image is there, and with a few other images, and they're just it's just such a beautiful image. I mean, for me, that's one of my favorites. And then my other second favorite, well, I have, uh, God, I can't really even say which ones are my favorite, because... They're all so beautiful. I love I your self-portrait. Someone asked me that too. Oh, it's, I love the self-portrait um, that you just did. That one there with, where you're wearing purple and your hair is flying in the wind. I love that one. Um, and then there was another one where I'm looking for it now, where, you re- where you're reaching into the light. Um, I'm looking for it. Um, let's see here. Um, I also love um, the um, photograph that's under imagery. Um, That's really cool. But, yeah, I mean, um, taking flight is just unbelievable. Yeah. And that's you with the wings on, right? Yeah, I do. um, There's there's a few photographs where I can't um, take a self-portrait just because... um, Maybe the area I'm in, I can't have the tripod over there or Mm -hmm. just it's a weird angle. So I need to personally hold my camera and do all sorts of things. So, um, But I have a friend who has been more than generous (laughs) in modeling for a lot of my photos. And it's so funny because every time we go to shoot, the whole time she's like, I hate you. I hate this. Like, Uh, no, no, no. But she loves she loves my work and she loves being in it and she just hates being cold or <laughs> you know oh, that's that funny. people don't like being so. Well, water it's, it's water really down fables, 
Watered Down Fables is another really good one that I really like, and The Fall is really cool. I love yeah, those, the um, autumn ones. About about Watered Down Fables, that was one photo that I went to that location for a specific image and nothing worked out. So I wow. took a different one in its place. And um, which I can go ahead and tell you that. when we I want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> when we went to this location, um, I wanted to go at low tide. And instead uh-huh. of doing my research, I was just like, oh, let's go. So we went, me and my boyfriend, we went. And the water was so high, as soon as you hit the sand, the water was right there at your feet. So um, I was like, oh, crap, I really want to explore. And I tried to explore as much as I could. And um, then I was like, you know what, I'm not coming here an hour away for no reason. I'm taking at least one shot here. But... um, the original reason why I went there was to shoot my image butterfly garden, which I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier is about a childhood memory. And um, that's what I originally went to go shoot. But the, every time I went, the tide was so high, I couldn't do anything. Or the sun was so, um, when the tide was low, the sun was mm-hmm. super high in the sky. And I wanted the entire area to have like this really nice overcast, light on it so it I just kind of quit after that I was like oh, I'm never going to be able to do it and then a few months ago um, me and my friend Megan the one I mentioned that uh, is in a lot of my images um, she she went with me over there and somehow all the stars and planets and everything aligned and it was a perfect overcast day the tide was low um the wind was just right. It was. It ended up being perfect, even though I had to wait a whole year later. <laughs> ended up being exactly what I wanted. Well, well, you know, it's it's a really cool piece, and the breathe no more piece. As long as somebody, um, you know, I've been uh, making sure that your picture is intact, and I'm crediting you and linking it back oh, to your yeah, sleeping awake no. photography, because um, yeah. I know Facebook has a real issue right now with. A lot of people using images and not crediting the artist, which I think really sucks that people do that. Um, you know, and I try as much as possible um, when I have an image that um, I really resonate towards to um, always credit the, whoever does it. Um, and a lot of times we find there are images that are just not. We don't we don't know where they come from, and so that's another thing that I I think a lot of people run into. But you definitely I mean it's your your work is absolutely gorgeous, and um, yeah. there's always you know that's a really cool story. Now tell me about Butterfly Garden. I want to hear about that. You said that was from a childhood memory. Yeah, I mean it's it's actually a really simple story. Um, I have a lot of images that are really complex, or at least I feel like they're complex. Uh-huh. This was really simple. Um, when I was a kid, we used to go to this science center um, mm-hmm. all the time, and it had, like, um, a planetarium. So we would go in there and listen to, like, I don't know, I think it was, like, an hour-long presentation about the stars and the planets and everything. And then there was um, there's a few other things there. I haven't been there in a while. 
there's a few other things there. And then there's this one area that was um, called the Butterfly Garden, which obviously you can guess has butterflies. <laughs> All sorts of different um, types of butterflies, colors, everything. And the guy would talk to us about, you know, each one and just let mm-hmm. us, you know, look at them and kind of run around in the uh, garden. And what what really got me is, first of all, I was like, oh, my goodness, I've never seen so many butterflies in my life. And it excited me. I'm a girl. I guess butterflies are just something girls like. Oh, no. But, butterflies are really special. <laughs> and, you know, do you yeah. have favorite colors of butterflies? Um, I really favorite, like favorite yellow butterflies. You and do? And specifically like the color yellow a lot. But I love the really... They're really bright yellow butterflies. Those mm-hmm. are always been my favorite. And that's what I wanted with this image because um, when we visited the science center, the um, the guy came up and put, I don't, I don't know what he put on my hand. It was like sugar water or some kind of nectar or something. And uh-huh. it would just have like butterflies come over and like land on my arms and hands. Oh, yeah, stuff. that's the nectar. It was just totally, so yep childhood memory so and it was a yellow butterfly I remember it was yellow butterfly that landed on my hand and that's kind of what I wanted in the image so I kind of kept everything like orange and yellow and the butterfly that's on her finger is yellow so it Mm -hmm. really sticks as true to the story as possible and um as far as like the ocean and stuff goes for that image obviously it's like garden but it's it's a natural place, and I really I really love the beach. And I always said when I was younger, you I was and I both in the beach house. And <laughs> uh huh. I lived on the beach for 19 years, Samantha, with nothing in front of me but the ocean, <laughs> and um, surfed every morning at 5:30 with the dolphins and stuff like that. Uh-huh. It was amazing. And now I'm in a different area and I'm not able to be at the beach every day. And I miss that. You know, it's like you hear the foghorns put you to sleep at night. And, you know, there's nothing like Christmas at the beach either. We're coming into the Christmas season. Christmas Mm -hmm. at the beach is really special. It's um, just so different having a Christmas tree at the beach. Um I can't even I can't even express or explain to you what it, how that it's it's a moment it's just something that you have to feel. Yeah, but, um, and, um, I grew up in like a mountain type area. I wasn't in the mountains, but I was not that far from them. And uh-huh. but in my town, it was trains. Like it still had running trains. So oh, wow. every time I hear trains, that kind of trains kind of make me. Not sleepy, but if you can hear them, like, in the background, I just like closing my eyes, and it feels, it just brings me back. But, I mean, I love being, I'm only, like, 20, 25 minutes from the beach, and I love it. I mean, I can go whenever I want, any time of the year, and it's not closed off. I can go and walk or sit and watch the sunset. So, it's always been a favorite place of mine. So, with your work that you're doing now, um, and I know that we scheduled this interview early because we normally do shows at 2. We wanted to do it early because I know you had commitments today. Uh, yeah. What, 
Yeah, and I know you have to get going soon too. And I know we oh, have no, a few it's minutes fine. left. I don't have. I don't have to be. I just. Perfect. Perfect. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to screw you up because this is like. Oh no, you're. Good. This is like really interesting because it's really interesting to hear about the story behind it. Um, on your on your photography, when you um, do you. You obviously um, enhance them, correct? You use the Photoshop to to create some of the different things that are, that we see in it. Yeah, I mean, there. I still have some images that are pure untouched. Like I don't do yeah. anything but adjust mm-hmm. a few lighting, but most of them. Um, well, maybe not most of them, but there's a few. There's a majority of them that uh, you know are photo manipulated and but I still keep Yeah, but that makes them really beautiful cuz you have a good eye for that. And um have you thought about maybe using any of your art? Has anybody approached you about using any of your art for uh, photo for um record or CD covers or anything? Um I think I had someone mention about it a few years ago, but um, I haven't really talked to anybody recently. I feel like people um I don't know that's really weird. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. I feel like some people don't come to me because um my work is really different, or it's just they think that they can just look at it like they can't i guess buy it or use it for like a book or a c d cover or anything like that. I don't know. I haven't really marketed myself that way either, so that could just be mm-hmm. something that I did. <laughs> Do you work with anybody now with your photography? Anybody market, per, repping you at all? Um, as of right now, no. Um, and I was talking to someone about that earlier, and um, I think for me was I had all these ideas, and I didn't really feel confident in myself enough to, so I never really tried to get in galleries or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But like I was saying, this year was when I really pushed myself to do what I wanted to and then, you know, get myself out there more. And it's a process. I mean, it's nobody's famous overnight, and if they are, it's – Probably a funny cat video on YouTube or something. I hear you. <laughs> I know. I hear you on that one. Have you had anyone use your images in in YouTube videos and have to report them or anything like that? Um, not that I know of. Not yeah, I know would. you have to keep um, looking for it. I, I know. I know. And, I hear um, you. It sucks because unfortunately, a lot of images will get. Um, stolen and I actually have a fellow photography friend who just found out one of his images um, was on a website and he mentioned um, we have a little group he mentioned you know what do I do Um, they didn't ask me and I just googled this my image because for artists if you guys don't know or I guess any photographer you can do a google search on your images and um, it should pop up anything that, you know, is remotely close to it. Because I've had some images that weren't mine that it's like, oh, it looks like this. Or um, it's just like the same colors or something. And it's like, oh, here's a picture of SpongeBob or something. It's like, no. So, but 
I don't know. I really haven't had to deal with that just yet, and I feel like it's probably out there. But as far as the things that I found, I have been credited for all of it. So sure, no, I can, I can, I can totally imagine that. I mean, um, I think it's really important that we credit our, you know, the people that that do the hard work like you do. Um, and I think it's important that people know where things come from and why they come from where they come from. You know, I think it's it's just, it's so important that we, and, and, and I love how you tell the stories with all of your photographs. Um, I I see a lot of this moving in the direction of becoming very, um, popular, you know, as far as like, I know you probably have a lot of followings. Um, Have you had, you know, um, besides with your show that you've done, have you, and the woman that um, asked you to um, create a picture, if somebody sees something on your website that they would like, should they just contact you? Yeah, I mean... Um, I, I don't necessarily have anybody that works for me right now, so everything is straight from me. So, yeah, I mean, just email me or Facebook or, Mm -hmm. I mean, I have a Google Plus account, I guess. Oh, yeah, I hate Google Plus because everyone and anyone and everyone and anyone can make you in their circle and it's like, I have people that add me, and I don't even know who they are. So it's like, yeah, okay, you get rid of that. But um, <laughs> you know, but yeah. So I mean, I'm I, I'm on a few different platforms, uh, so mm-hmm. like Flickr too. I've been on Flickr for a little bit as well. So yeah, I noticed some of your stuff is like a little. You you're a little bit everywhere, but you know, um, like I said. The photographs speak for themselves, and they're just so interesting. Um, They have such a feeling to them, which is the part that I think is really important. Because, you know, you said they they create something or they invoke a memory or they bring about an awareness to somebody, which I think is really, really important because right now we're in a really weird time in the world right now and we all need hope um you know and i think that a lot of times photographs and imagery does create hope and does create like you said um a feeling Um, yeah and i mean everybody's dealing with something different in their lives i mean mm -hmm. what is super extreme to someone else may not be as much of a big deal to me. Like maybe I could handle it better than they could, but it's still something that's really hard for that person to deal with in the time that they're in. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of what I did with my photos. Like I, I was dealing with something really extremely hard for me and it may not have been hard for someone else, you know, because anybody can be like, oh, just, get rid of that friend or, oh, break up with that guy or, you know, just move out or something. And it's like, it's not always that easy. And that's kind of what no, it's not. I started using my photos for was to push every, like, just everything out, whether it's a negative, well, maybe not a negative message, but maybe if it's a negative feeling or 
positive feeling or happy memory or whatever. I wanted mm-hmm. to fully get that out of my system. And I I realized by, you know, displaying my work for other people to see, it, it helped other people as well, which I never thought, you know, that would happen. I've been that person that's like, oh, no one... No one understands me. I'm awkward. I make off-the-wall jokes that I guess you'd have to know me to understand. And I've always been, been that kind of person. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm I'm just going to sit over here. And uh, it, it's been really different. Yeah, it's not like sad or anything. Just I've always been like, I don't know. It's, it's really no, weird, I totally, but... I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> what, what, what month is your birthday, Samantha? It's in July. It's in July. So, are you yeah. a Pisces? No, I'm a Cancer. You're a Cancer. Interesting. Yeah, yeah Cancer. They're, they're, they lead with their emotions. You know, um, I, I don't know if you're into astrology or astrological yeah. stuff, but. Oh, Definitely. you would have loved my last show I did with Zoe Moon. Um, she's an amazing um, astrologist, and um, she did some really cool stuff. And she does a weekly forecast, and I find her her readings to be really, really spot on. You know, I want to ask you, with your photography, um, what photographers um, do you let enjoy looking at? Um, do you have any favorites that you and you yourself like look at and um, find uh, yourself? Yes, my one of my favorite photographers, uh-huh. and she's not even in the same. Well, she does portraits, but it's not even like the same style as me at all. Um, is Sally Mann, and mm-hmm. um, I think. I think she's in Virginia. I think she lives in Virginia. But, she, I mean, she's a super popular photographer. I mean, she's in, she's in like, history of photography books. So, uh-huh. um, but she does these amazing black and white portraits. And ever since I've seen her work, I've instantly loved it. And um, she, does, she, she does a lot of, like, controversial images, too. Like, she has a whole book called Immediate Family. And uh-huh. it's just it's just loads and loads of portraits of her children when they were younger. They're all grown up now. But when they were younger, um, she allowed them to um, run around their, uh, I don't know if she had like a farm, but she had like a big land. She would allow them to run around nude and she would just photograph them. And that brought up a lot of attention. And I mean, you know how that goes if there's a, a baby butt cheek on Facebook. Someone <laughs> reports it as mm-hmm. something bad, and then Facebook takes it down. And um, so she 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 just does a lot of I don't know does a lot of beautiful work, and it's different. She has um, another book. Uh, I can't specifically remember the name of it, but uh, she has another book of her work where she went to a body farm and oh, photographed. Wow. The bodies, yeah, I know, and this is going to sound really weird, but I really want to go too. I actually, uh, I actually wanted to go to school to be a mortician, and just some things kind of didn't work out. Nothing to do with like the actual job or anything. Just like schooling uh-huh. was kind of weird at the time, so I went into photography. But um, 
but yes, yeah, she she went to this body farm and photographed in black and white all these, uh, just these bodies and how they test them and stuff in the in the woods and do you know like nature tests and stuff on the body and how it decomposes and everything. So it's it's really weird but beautiful work and I don't know I just always like I guess weird things so. She has definitely been one of my favorite photographers mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> How about your family? Has your family um, been involved in um, your work? Do they? I'm sorry, my voice is going. I had a. Oh, <clears throat> we have we have very funky weather here right now. Um, oh, has no, your yeah, family <laughs> always been? Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Um, has your family always been involved in your work that you? Did did they support you in it? Um, yeah, it's it's really funny. Well, I guess kind of funny. I don't know. You always hear photographers, mainly photographers. I mean, it's a lot of artists as well. So it's, I guess it's just not in general. Um, you get a lot of these stories where the parents didn't support them. It's like, oh, you need to go to to be a nurse or a doctor or this or that, and while my parents did kind of want me to go that direction just because they thought it'd be um, a good, stable income and stuff, they they fully supported me. I mean, they always supported any kind of artistic thing or whatever I wanted to do if they, you know, if it was within their reach and their ability. Um, when I was younger, I mean, I did drawing and my family always encouraged me and uh, I wanted to learn piano, so my parents got me into some piano lessons with a teacher at my school, and I learned piano and singing, just all that kind of stuff. And you know, I've always been always been like a hands-on person. I I never really liked academics. <laughs> I I mean, it's not that I'm ignorant or anything, but. I was always like, yeah, volleyball or cheerleading and um, handbells and choir and just involved in just a lot of extracurricular activities and (laughs) kind of to get away from the monogamy of the day and everything because Mm -hmm. I have have really bad sleeping issues. So when I went into school during my classes, I'd be asleep half the time anyways. I mean... (laughs) is either I was drawing to keep myself awake or I was falling asleep. And um, Did you go to a well, normal, uh, regular, like, um, school? Because I know they have a lot of artistic schools now that are kind of cool. Um, it, it, I mean, it, I guess you could say it was normal. It was a mm-hmm. um, private Christian school. So it was, It's it, yeah, so with a lot of the private schools, they tend to not have, certain things like we didn't have football but we had soccer um Mm -hmm. we didn't really have any art classes they did that a couple of years but then they kind of took them out and replaced them with other things and so it's just you know private schools kind of have to take care of themselves and it so I wasn't really given a lot of the opportunities which I feel like if I did you know I may have been better at what I do a little bit earlier, but I mean, you just got to take what you get and the best of it. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, 
Did you did you play? Were you involved in any activities in school? Like, were you involved in your school newspaper, or were you involved in? Uh, um, we what did you do? Doing a newspaper until mm-hmm. a couple of years before I graduated. But um, oh, by the way, the private school I went to it was from like three year olds to um, twelfth grade. So everyone was all in one area. So I went there from when I was three until I was tw- uh not till I was twelve, <laughs> till I was seventeen when I graduated. But um, yeah, I mean, I kind of did some yearbook stuff, and I ran for like class president one year, and just stuff like that. I've always kind of been interested in and. It's really weird because I always felt like I could have been a leader, but I was always so quiet. I didn't really speak my mind much because I didn't – I'm just one of those people that I don't really like to argue. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do with people that I really know, but I don't mm-hmm. I don't like to argue with random people. I feel like it's unnecessary, and that's how it was for me growing up. Like everyone would argue or just like this drama and I'm just over here in the corner drawing and sleeping like many mm-hmm. thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, no, yeah, I hear I'm you. And you, and you're expressing yourself through your photography, which is really great. Um, again, I want to say this is red velvet media blog talk radio. And if you'd like to call us, our number is three, four, seven, six, seven, seven, one, oh, three, six. And I have Samantha Goss on the line, and we're talking about her Sleeping Awake photography. Um, tell me how you got the name Sleeping Awake for your, I, I mean, it, that's a great name, and I can only imagine because with your personality and everything, um, <laughs> it's like you're dreaming. I, I can only think that maybe you're in a dream state, but these photo- photos are pictures that are part of you. So, how did you come yeah. up with the name Sleeping Awake? Did um, I hit it on the nose? <laughs> well, I mean, kind of, a little bit. But um, when I was doing my photography, um, I was, like, making a page for Facebook. And I didn't know what to name it. Everyone had, like, their name. But I didn't really like my name. I don't know. I just, I'm one of those people that I don't like hearing my name. I don't like hearing my voice. It's just a weird thing for me. So I didn't want to be like Samantha Goss Photography. I was like, that sounds so Uh weird to me. So I wanted to do like an alias thing, but still, you know, be known by my name. So that's why it's by Samantha Goss. But um, I never intended it for it to be like a company or anything. It's just, I don't know. Because you know how some people have like newborn photography and they name it like whatever to do with newborns or something. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to do something different. And it's funny because I ran it by one of my really good friends, and he was like, that's that's dumb. Like, it doesn't make sense. And it's blah, 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 blah. So I sat there for like a week <laughs> doing nothing oh, no. but thinking of a name. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> but where the actual name comes from is – I have a few sleeping disorders, but one that has really impacted me has been my sleep paralysis. And I, I've always had insomnia ever since I was a kid, and but I didn't mm-hmm. really start experiencing sleep paralysis until maybe about 13 years old. And it it came and, came and went, like it wasn't too often. And then when I was like 16, 
17 years old, it happened so frequent, like two or three times a week or every single day a week or something. And it got to a point where I I was really nervous about telling anybody about it. I was like, what's wrong with me? I'm so weird. And I told my mom, and she was um, – She's like, okay, yeah, we're bringing you to a neurologist. Uh, <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, man, I had to open my big mouth. So uh-huh. I went there. But um, do you do you know what sleep paralysis is? Um, I don't fully know, but why don't you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah. Um, well, uh, you know how, like, when people sleepwalk, they – you know, they're still sleeping, but they're walking around and, uh-huh. you know, doing their things in their dream or even talking or something, carrying on conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what your body does is it sends signals, uh, your brain sends signals to your body to basically, like, paralyze it in your sleep so you don't sleepwalk. And for me, uh, I, it just kind of does a little bit too good of a job. <laughs> so oh, wow. I wake up. Yeah, I'll wake up literally paralyzed, and the only thing I can move are my eyes. And I didn't really understand it at first. I thought I was dreaming, and you kind of are because when you wake up in that state, you you have like delusions, and you it's really it's really creepy. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but like you see things and you uh, feel and smell and hear things and um, what I've noticed or what I've come to know from the doctor and everything, um, some of the, like, things I smell, like, I'll smell, like, a medicinal smell or I'll have, like, a uh, like a metallic taste in my mouth or something every now and then. Mm-hmm. And um, what I've found from the doctor is that um, it's signs of seizural activities, so my mom has epilepsy and I kinda I kinda got all everybody's issues into one little me. So <laughs> but um my mom actually has seizures. I've never personally experienced a seizure, but um her, you know, was saying that that's probably a lot of the cause of my uh sleep issues, especially while I'm sleeping. So uh but yeah, sleeping awake just came from my sleep paralysis. I mean it's just kind of a play on words, oxymoron, just a weird thing <laughs> that happens. No, but and you know what? It's not weird. It's something that really maybe is an extension of your creative side, too. I want to say we have quite a few um, live listeners, and I want to thank everyone for tuning in to today's show with Samantha. And if I did post the link to her blog spot. And again, it's sleepingawakephoto.blogspot.com. And the photography is just just amazing. And I have to tell you that, you know, there again, there are just so many emotions. And as you said, um, your emotions, um, you create this photography out of emotions and stories and things that have gone on in your life. And um, now, so when you were talking about your sleeping um mm-hmm. paralysis is that still happening or or is that um kind of something that you just grew out of um it's really weird cuz it still happens but not as frequently as it used mm-hmm. to 
And, um, but yeah, it still happens every now and then. Uh, like, I'll wake up, and since I know what it feels like waking up out of it, and I know what what my head will do or whatever, I kind of, I'm just kind of like, oh, crap, and, like, keep my eyes closed and try to, like, make myself go back to sleep. But, sure. I mean, it can last anywhere from, like, 30 seconds to several minutes, and sometimes it's not, it's not so bad, um, but a lot of the times just the feeling you get when you wake up like that, it's, mm-hmm. it's really unsettling because you get a lot of, Oh, I of can like, imagine. Your heart I races can, and your breathing gets deeper and you feel like you're about to pass mm-hmm. out and you can't move and you're looking around and it's like, ah, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, but, no, I can, I can imagine that would be a scary thing. And um, I'm really happy that you're able to bring your photography full circle with what you're personally going through because I can see a lot of that in your photography and you have to have a real emotion behind some of these images because they are amazing images. They really are. You should be quite proud of yourself with these. Um, What are you currently working on? No, really, seriously, what are you currently working on now? Um, let's see. I don't have anything that I'm specifically working on right now. I have, um, I have, like, a few ideas that, Mm -hmm. uh, I want to do in the future. And let me see, I actually have my journal. I have a, what I call a dream journal. That's awesome. I just have really weird dreams. So I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to forget this. So I'll write, like... You know, you're not alone. Down. <laughs> don't don't think you're alone, because there are a lot of us out there, including myself, that have really intense dreams. And um, I keep a dream journal as well. So a lot of times I'll wake up and I'll write them down. And then what's really funny is, I'll try to read them the next day, and I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that's pretty exactly funny. Was... But when I read one word in or one sentence that I, that I'm able to read, then it brings the dream back. And exactly, um, you know, I mean, I've had I've had dreams. I have a lot of dreams of flying. Um, I have a lot of dreams that, unfortunately. Um, I have a a gift of being able to dream and then sometimes seeing things before they happen. Um, unfortunately, oh, yeah. they're not always good things, but um, yeah. <laughs> the majority of them yeah. are really good, and uh, I do share them with only certain people that understand mm-hmm. because we all kind of share the same thing, and... Um, I think that it's something that happens to people that either get to the point where they are able to um, cross over into a different dimension through their dream state, or mm-hmm. um, I'm going to ask you a question, and I yeah. don't know, because I, I, this is the first time I've interviewed you. Have you yeah. ever had a, after, um, have you had a, a near-death experience or anything like that in your life? Um, not that I can specifically think of. Like, I haven't been in a, 
bad car wreck or anything. Um, okay. But, I mean, I remember like, the first time I ever experienced paralysis, I swear, I thought I died. <laughs> it was pretty mm-hmm. traumatizing. So, I don't know, there's a few things that um, uh, I guess we all go through when we're younger or some people go through when they're younger and it just traumatizes you. But um, I haven't really had any near-death experiences that I'm aware of. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I got my tonsils that's taken a, out once, so <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that's so cute. No, it's just that most of the people that I've talked to that have intense dreams and dreams where they're gifted to be able to have sight, a second sight, or or different things that happen, um, we find a, there's a straight-across thing of either encounters with... Um, angels or other things Mm -hmm. in the world and or um, life after death experiences. And uh, I personally have had a couple. Um, So for me, I understand that it's something that comes along with the territory. So I know, and I I mean, you know, a lot of people will think you're crazy if you talk about it, but it's actually... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really has happened yeah. and you know and and the thing is you know you can't rule anything out unless you really experience it so i was really Absolutely. intrigued like i said with your angel stuff because and and then also with some of the things that really um struck an emotional chord in myself personally um because i could relate to them and, you know, there are certain, it's not always, but there are certain photographs that I could look at and I gravitate towards. And so that's why when I saw these images on my on, on my mom's, I knew, and I looked at them and I started looking at them more and I said, I've got to talk to this girl. Um, yeah, I mean, that I have, I feel like I have a consistency of like, I guess the feeling of my images a little bit, but there mm-hmm. are some images that, you know, aren't that appealing to other people. Like some people like really, really bright and pretty images and other people, you know, the, they like the more darker, thoughtful images and uh-huh. stuff. And I've mm-hmm. heard it both ways from several people like, oh, I like this and ask them why. And they're like, oh, it's just so happy or it's, it, you know, just stuff like that. No, I I understand. You know, um, your wedding photography is an example of something that you did that really is kind of cool because it's it's like it's it's like you're still you're shooting their emotions. So for you, that yeah. must be really interesting too to, to be able to do have to do something like that. Um, um, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. I have never been that great at posing people or mm-hmm. giving direction. I'm actually getting a little bit better at giving people direction, but used to I used to be so afraid to tell someone to put their hand somewhere or to move over a little bit, and I don't know why. I guess I was just a nervous. I'm still a nervous person, but Aww. it's just uh, I don't know. I've always been that. I guess people pleaser type of person. I always want everybody to be happy even though I know they're not going to. <laughs> but it it's just kind of something that 
I feel no, I totally I totally get what you're saying and and the thing that um you you'll find probably as you'll grow a lot through your photography. I'm reading some of your blog also about Jason being one of your very first photography subjects. Um is that a little boy? Uh, yeah. yeah, um my my mom had a friend and her friend had a couple of sons and I grew up with one of her sons my entire life, but then she had Jason, and he was younger, and that's when I started getting into photography, and um, he would just let me take pictures of him. Like, we played together all the he's time. Cute. He was like, he's cute. He's cute. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> he's a lot older now, and a uh-huh. lot uh, taller, <laughs> so mm-hmm. definitely changed, but yeah, um, he used to be like my first subject he would let me just kind of and I used to do that with my niece too it's just I felt when I was younger I felt like younger people like younger kids wouldn't judge me they just be like oh look there's me in a photo and it'd just be that instead of being like oh well I don't like my hair or I don't like the way my shirt is or I should have done this or something like you know how yeah I think yeah I totally get that Uh uh-huh I totally I totally understand that um and you know i can I can understand the artistic side of that. I want to let everyone know too, if they miss the beginning of this show, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on Red Velvet Media blog talk radio afterwards and um it's it's just so interesting to hear what's behind the story of all these photographs because I have interviewed some of the best, well, I shouldn't say the best because they're still out there, but some of the more renowned, um, well-known rock and roll photographers. And hearing the stories behind the photography is just so interesting um, because you get to hear a lot of different different stories about the things that are happening um, Uh, behind the photo. So I know you know what I'm talking about because there's a lot of things that are happening behind a photo that you just don't you just don't know um you know oh, yeah, and, exactly and then they tell the story and it's just like wow you know um it's just very interesting to hear to hear all that but i wanted to say to you that you're um have you thought about teaching photography to anybody um have you thought about maybe doing some classes for young adults? Yeah, I've actually, uh, funny thing you mentioned that as well. Um, <laughs> I was talking to someone a few weeks ago about wanting to do a a workshop, but a lot of the people that are interested in my work aren't um, near me, so it would have to be online as a webinar. And um, here, um, at the beginning of January, I actually hosted like a little one for some of my friends in um in one of the Facebook groups I'm in and um <laughs> I learned so much from that. The entire thing like crashed and there were just too many people in there and I was making it too complicated and I was nervous and it was it wasn't like it wasn't a wreck but it was it was I definitely learned a lot from it and I'm like glad I didn't charge you guys anything because uh <laughs> Um, this was a struggle. So and like people's laptops were dying because I kinda made it a little too long. It was it was a very interesting 
experience, and I learned from that, and I really wanted to take the things that I kind of taught there and reteach again, but, you know, better. <laughs> so yeah, no, I hear you. So I'm that in the beginning of next year soon. That's awesome. So. I hope that happens for you. I want to say to everyone um, that this Friday I have an interview with uh, James A. Mitchell, who wrote the book The Walrus and the Elephant. John Lennon's um, it's all it's a really amazing book. And um, and then next Wednesday, the seventeenth, I'll be interviewing um, a pretty cool music group called Reverent with their new CD Love Junkie. And then on the 19th, I'll have Gary Von Soyk, um with Pop Goes the Elephant, the John, Lon- John Lennon and more um, from the Elephant's Memory Band. And then on the 24th, I'll be doing my traditional Twas the Night Before Christmas um, <laughs> reading. I love Christmas, Samantha. It's like my favorite time of the year. And, well, besides Halloween, Halloween has got to be my favorite. And, yeah. Um, uh, there's just so much emotion in Halloween. Yeah, definitely. Um, but there are quite a few people listening right now live to the show. And I want to say to everyone listening, if you did miss the beginning, it will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on demand on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio afterwards. I want to thank you so much for being here today and is there anything else that we should cover i know that maybe i missed something um um not that i can think of (laughs) have you ever painted that's what i wanted to ask you've ever painted samantha or done um, any kind of art i have tried to paint um when i was younger um Uh i wasn't like bad at it but i couldn't really I guess, see things that I do now. I'm pretty sure if I tried to paint now, it'd be a lot better. But, um, no, it was mainly just, like, black and white graphite or charcoal drawings. Um, But other than that, uh, it's always been drawing or photography. Wow. Well, that's really interesting. And and you should really check out um, her photography again. I put the link in on the... um, in the chat room, and I'll also put the link up on my Facebook page as well. And Samantha is also on Facebook, and it's S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-G-O-S-S. And you just put that in, and you'll come up with it. You can go to her blog, Imagine with, um, you know, um, sleepingawakeblogspot.com. And also, I want to talk about the song we're going to close with that you sent me um, from Coraline, which happens to be one of my favorite movies. Um, It is. Uh, is. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's really cool. Dreams are Dangerous is what it's called. Yeah. So how'd you, um, you you like that? Yeah, I, um, well, first of all, I love the stop animation. That's always been a really like one of my favorite type of mm-hmm. um, movies to watch. And because I, the very first Tim Burton movie I've ever seen was uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And I got had it on like one of those uh, cassette videotape things uh-huh. that tells you how long ago that was. Um, <laughs> I had that. 
And ever since then, I've been obsessed with any anybody's work that has done that. But Coraline came out, I don't know, a few years ago, and I mm-hmm. literally just seen it um, like a few days before Halloween or after Halloween. I can't remember. But I it's saw a great not, movie, like, isn't it? Ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really loved it. And did I you see Moon Girl? Did you see Moon Girl too? The movie Moon Girl. That's a really good one. You you'd like that one because it's very very uh, much like Coraline. And also, um, what do you think about Rainy with the Chance of Meatballs? Those are those are great. Those are great. Have I you haven't seen, those? seen that one either. I oh, you have to. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's see, been a few movies that I want to see and haven't really, I guess, sat down or forgot about them. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of movies I want to see and I keep forgetting. But um, I finally got the chance to see Coraline, and I love the background music on all these. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I really love really, I guess, like laid back, like really pretty music. Because I play piano. I play classical piano. So oh, wow. I I really just love music that, you know, can be really pretty. So did you get really to hear yeah, did you get to hear um, the opening Angelic Realm, the song? Yeah, yeah, we... I was actually going to mention that. I really liked it. I really did. Um, I'll have to go back and listen to all of it because I was I'll send it to you. Um, I couldn't get, a, to get Yeah, no, it's Kerpestor. Like, yeah, it's Kerpestor, and I'm sorry for everyone that was listening when we tried to open up. It was a little bit of a snafu, but yeah, um, um, it's uh, it's a very beautiful piece off of a CD called Evening Angels. And uh, it's just, I thought it was really a good, good piece to open up with. But today we'll close now with your song that you chose. And if anyone yeah. did miss the beginning of this, again, just check it out on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And I want to thank everyone for listening. And I want to thank you, Samantha, so much and I'll email you, too, because I want to get in touch with you in regards to um, uh, yeah. some other questions I have for you. Yeah. Of course, and thank you. I mean, it was. I always love when people are really interested in my work, so um, I always try to talk to everyone that I can if they have any kind of questions. So I was really excited when you contacted me um, because... I don't know. I just it's it's weird. I love talking to people, but um mm-hmm. I'm re- I'm really one of those people that like to be by themselves too. So, it's it's I totally get what you're saying. Mix of mm-hmm. a person. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, I totally I, get thank that. You so much. You're so yeah. welcome. <laughs> you're so welcome and I hope everyone has a beautiful holiday. And we're supposed to get slammed with a really intense storm, so hopefully I'll be on the air Friday. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah really major rainstorm, but we'll see how it goes. But for everyone listening today, again, thank you so much for tuning in to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, and we'll be back on Friday. And um, thank you so much, Samantha. And with that, we're going to end the show, and I'll be playing your favorite little song. Thank, thank you so you. much, and keep creating beautiful images for us. I can't wait to see what you That's do for the little. Christmas stuff. Maybe oh, yeah, some light images or I something. <laughs> light, maybe some snow. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, right? <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Here you guys go. Mm-hmm.
You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time. <laughs>